You are listening to the Gimme 5 Podcast, episode 39. Rush out on an uptown train, doors open, and she walks in, she's soaking, caught in the rain, her skin shines like crystalline. This is the Give Me Five podcast, where each week we discuss a bunch of stuff that we used to numb the drudgery of our everyday lives. Drudgery! Things like movies, TV, books, and occasionally straight-to-DVD DC animated anime films. And cutting. Wait, what? And Wow, Rob. Do, do you need, do you <laughs> need like, someone oh. to talk to? Do you need someone to talk to? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, I'm Greg, and together with my co-host, Jimmy. I can't wait to discuss things. And Rob. Sensitive and culturally, culturally appropriate greeting. That's the last oh. you're going to get in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, it did not say it to be at all sensitive or culturally appropriate. It says be offensive, but that's yeah, okay. Well, that, that's, that's going to come later. Yeah. So anyway, together we are X-Force. I mean, yeah, wait, uh, what? Huh? We are? Oh, God. Are. I'm Peter. <laughs> I'm Domino. You're Shatterstar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, we are the Gibby 5 podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about Deadpool 2. And depending on how long we go talking about Deadpool 2, we may or may not also be talking about uh, Batman Ninja and Cargo. A uh, Cargo is what, from Netflix, Jimmy? It is a Netflix original starring Martin Freeman. But how come if you send something by ship, it's called a cargo, but if you send it by car, it's called a shipment? Rob, no dad jokes from you. I'm the <laughs> one that does the dad jokes. <laughs> well, anyway, this is a review show, and there will probably be spoilers. We'll try to avoid any... Yeah, screw that. We're not going to avoid any major twists. So if you don't know that Corey Hart wears his sunglasses at night or that Bilbo Baggins is the greatest little hobbit of them all, then you might want to pause and come back later. Yeah, I, I was been thinking about the spoilers all week, and this is a weird kind of spoiler because plot points in Deadpool 2 doesn't really matter too much. It kind of does, but... It's all about the jokes and the cameos, man. Ruining jokes and cameos kind of does ruin it for people. So if you are planning on seeing that movie and you haven't seen it yet, we might end up ruining jokes here. The movie is going to be better without us spoiling it. That's very true, and that's a good point because I think a lot of this discussion is going to be, oh, man, when he said this or when she said that, um, I think that's going to be a lot of it. So see Deadpool 2. Watch it. It's good. So once you do, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod. If you'd like to email us directly, that's Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com. And thank you in advance. If you could, please, the best way to help us out besides giving us tons of money, is to leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you are using. But we do accept cash. We do. Uh, if you would like to help us financially or, you know, just kind of wear us or be around us when you're not listening to us, you can visit. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so cool. I know it does. Because um, I know I'm just going to be a laughing stock by the end of the show. Check out give me five podcast.threadless.com for all of your give me five podcast apparel needs. 
If you'd like to wear our skin while you're not listening to the show. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. We're at five minutes and have already gone off the rails, I think, about three times. Good. Good for us. Uh, I believe, Jimmy, did you not uh, have someone give me crap for something? I did. Um, thanks to an eagle-eared listener, uh, you have a retraction and a correction to make, sir. Or more like a correction at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm only going to screw it up again, so let me see if I get this right. Yes, please. Um, so I believe during – I said that the security person in Westworld was a uh, – what's his name? A was yeah, I'm going to screw it up. A Skarsgård, but it, he is in fact a Hemsworth, right? That is correct. Yeah, that's that. It's just too much handsome for me to, to wrap my brain around. So, and it's, it's particularly relevant because there is a Skarsgård in Deadpool two. There is briefly. So I'd like to uh, thank my friend Kerwin for pointing that out to us. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Kerwin. You're on my list. Uh oh. Which means is, absolutely nothing. Is that like the Sheldon list? That's a Big Bang Theory <laughs> thing, I guess. Of, you know, of mortal it enemies? Is, is. Yes. Yes. There, there's a lot of people on that list. So I, by the time I get to Kerwin, it'll be a really long thing. So I, I don't think you really have anything to worry about. But thank you very much. <laughs> I'm happy you're listening. And I'm happy you're willing to call me out on my on my own stupidity. Uh, just wait till I, I do get the opportunity to talk about Batman Ninja as it is directed and written by uh, various Japanese-named anime Creators. Oh boy! Oh lord! That's gonna be good. So there, it's entirely possible that I will not only mispronounce them, but cause some sort of international incident, and I apologize in advance. Sweet. So, do we have anything new, guys? Yeah, quite a bit. Um, I've been busy. Aside from homework, I saw the premiere Led Zeppelin cover band Zoso in Deland, Florida, last week, and oh, nice. man, they were good. Um, I think I honestly am a bigger fan of Led Zeppelin having seen the cover band. They're amazing. I feel like if you closed your eyes, even when you opened your eyes, uh, I, they, they were just like, it was phenomenal. Um, and now a band opened before them. Now as a cover band, you're not allowed to obviously record albums of cover songs kind of lives on YouTube. So you guys, you can check them out there, check them out on tour. But the band that opened for them was C2 and the brothers read. If you check out our Instagram at give me five pod. I saw that. Yeah. You're being, looked like you're being tormented by a member. of he, a band. He's the keyboard player. He's a super awesome guy. His name's Jimmy as well. So if you guys are listening, thank you so much for entertaining me. You guys were amazing. I am a fan. If you guys are a fan of, you know, American rock and roll. Uh, we've MC five, man. We talked about them previously. You yeah. would be a fan They're, I mean, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to check them you out. Really I should. Will. They're, I was going to say I'd write it down, but it is on our Instagram. So I'll, I'll just take yeah. a look, look there. Um, I, you know, actually there, I looked up when I saw that picture randomly appear, since we all can post to the Instagram, mm -hmm. I saw that picture appear. I was like, I looked up their logo and I was like, I have a feeling this is something I'd like. <laughs> Because for as much as I don't like country, I love country-inspired rock and roll or roots rock or anything along those lines. It's, they're from Kentucky, so it's like almost it's it's not exactly southern, but it has a lot of of southern flavor to it. Um, it's it's not quite Skinnered, but they're really good, awesome dudes. Check them out. 
C2 awesome. and the Brothers Reed. I was actually looking up Led Zeppelin uh, tribute bands. And, of course, we have Jason Bottoms as number one. Number three was, of course, Zozo. Uh, number five is Les Zeppelin, the girl power, all girl tribute band to Led Zeppelin. All right. <laughs> uh, we also have Led uh, Zepp again. Okay. Which I, I kind of liked. And all the other ones were, you know, Cashmere, Led Blimpy, Zozo, <laughs> like you said. So I believe I've actually seen Les Zeppelin, to be completely honest with you. That name sounded way familiar. And I've I had I had a few times where I was living uh, in a small town that only got tribute bands and never got the real ones. Gainesville, of course. Whoops. Hello. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> found my flashlight. He was he was very angry about that. Yeah, found my found my flashlight in my Rick and Morty uh, little statue. Right, anyway. never got to see Led Zeppelin live. Exactly. Very cool. Uh, well, I got a, a little thing. Uh, a couple yeah, days ago, that's what she know. said. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I'll accept that. I, I deserve that one. I I should I should be aware of who I'm talking to. <laughs> So the expanse might have been saved. Oh, really? I yeah, you mentioned last week that it was going to be uh, canceled or got canceled mm-hmm. by Sci-Fi, uh, leaving season three, and season four was up in the air. Uh, apparently, Amazon might be in the process of swooping in and saving it. Jeff Bezos is a huge fan of the novels and was actually pretty pissed that they didn't get to to run Expanse in the first place. They've had some pretty good luck with Sci-Fi type shows, mm-hmm. so. Uh, the numbers are still not quite there. The you know figuring out how much to pay and all that stuff, but it looks really good that the expanse might actually be saved and playing on Amazon Prime, which will keep me there yet again. Nice. But has has Lucifer been saved? Did the letter that your dad or that your uh, father in law wrote make any difference? I don't. I don't believe so. No. I don't. I I haven't heard anything about that one. That sucks. The only thing I really know about that show, other than the, the Vertigo thing, is that I really wanted to watch it, just never got a chance to do so. <laughs> so. I'm sorry. So it's my fault, actually. I I just noticed what Rob's name is on the recording for tonight. <laughs> Rocket the Rabbit? Yes. I'm not I'm I'm lame, apparently. What is Avengers? Avengers? Rocket the Raccoon. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> okay. I thought no, usually ah. I, I, <laughs> Usually you go way more offensive than that. Yeah, I know. Last week I was sent Sensei Tasty Balls. <laughs> oh, boy. What's new with you, Rob? Anything fun? Um, just getting ready for MegaCon. Uh, MegaCon comes back this week, um, which is one of the reasons why I may not get around to seeing Solo this weekend. Uh, we're going to try, but just been just been prepping for MegaCon. Uh, MegaCon for me and Jen is pretty much a four-day event. We go all four days. We stay at a hotel down there. Um, I dress up uh, three of three of the four days. I'm going to go out of costume on Thursday when Greg shows up so that we can wander around. It's a short day um, in addition to being a fourth day. So I, I think they're only open, what, Greg, from four to nine on Thursday? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. It's four to nine and all the other days it's like 10 to seven, I think. That's, yeah. That's good on Thursday for you because I know, man, you guys can't walk three feet without being stopped. So whether yeah, you my, realize it or not, you will see pictures of Rob. Yeah, my, my costumes are usually pretty popular. I usually get stopped a lot for pictures. So he's not kidding. I mean, I've seen it in person. If you well, if you see Darkwing, come up and say hello because it's probably me. Yeah, well, Rob is the premier slave Leia cosplayer in all of the southeastern United States. Yes, it's 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 quite amazing the transformation. I just threw up in my mouth. My, 
my gold bikini is is fantastic. And again. My gold my gold bikini game, mm, top notch. On that note, I think it's time for snap decisions. <laughs> Okay, Snap Decisions. In this section, we'll bring up a current event or topic and then ask a question based on it. Just, you know, what's your opinion on this or what do you feel about that? That kind of thing. A little bit of fun here. We do uh, limit the person's answer to one minute. So you got to get your thoughts together pretty quick and spit them out. So hit the brakes there, Jeff Gordon, because <laughs> I've got a surprise. Oh, Give a surprise. I like surprises. Rob, this, do you like surprises? This this does not sound good because I think you're both in on it and it's 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 a We would not collude like that. We would no that You would never. totally freaking <laughs> would. <laughs> Alright. So guys, we've been teasing this or something like this for a while now, and I think it's time to finally premiere it. Whether it returns in some form, you know, differently later on, we'll see. But it's time for Death metal band, real or not? Oh my god, okay. So I'm going to pose five real and five fake death metal bands to Rob. Greg, you're going to know the answers to these, so you're not allowed. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, let's do this. (laughs) All right, so Rob, real or fake? And we will will score these um, as we go along. So real or fake. got my pad and paper right here. Okay. Uh, real or fake? Rumpelstiltskin grinder. <laughs> what do you say? Real. Correct. Yeah. Cannabis corpse. I know there's one that sounds like that. I don't know if you switched the name on me to trick me. I'm going to say real. Correct. Okay. There is a cannibal corpse cover band that makes all of their s- songs about marijuana okay okay i tried to trick you but it didn't work rob is two for two he is squirrel cadaver fake (sighs) you gave it away greg i'm I'm gonna mute myself no that is no you don't have to he he didn't because he laughed on the first one and it was real so (laughs) it is well that that one i particularly laughed at because that is a project i had to write for a movie a concert poster for the beginning photoshop students where they have to to make a concert poster for a band called Squirrel Cadaver, and Jimmy came up with that name about uh, five six years ago, and yeah. that project is still being used. So if you look up Squirrel Cadaver, you find like nothing but student portfolios yeah. of like these nice. awesome like skeleton seances for some concert, fake concert in Pittsburgh. So <laughs> some people might think it's real because there are concert <laughs> posters out there. But all right, next you're in trouble. Is that spelled U R I N E? Yes, it is. That's got to be real. Incorrect. Oh! Finally got you on one. Dang it. Let's see about the next one. I'm surprised that's not a real one. You know, it's going to be a real band now. It will be now. It is. All right, let's try the next one. Necrogoblicon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that fake? Super entertaining videos. They are a real band. No! Oh, my God. (laughs) That's terrible. How about... (laughs) <laughs> What's funny is, I, again, I the first time I ever heard about them, I didn't think it was real either until I looked them up on YouTube. Oh, man. How about Metal Zone Jesus Crusher? Me- <laughs> <laughs> Say that again? Metal Zone Jesus Crusher. Jesus Crusher? Yes, Metal Zone Jesus Crusher. 
fucking heathens. It's real. Fake. Oh, <laughs> I'm terrible at this game. <laughs> you started better. It's okay. Also, also, Rob called you a heathen, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, how about Goat Hammer? <laughs> Oh, fake. <laughs> that is that is actually real. <laughs> You'll never believe the story behind it either. Hit me. I, Give me uh, the story. Okay. Well, first, hold on, wait. Before we go into the story, I have so much Earl Grey tea sprayed all over my monitor, microphone, and <laughs> keyboard at the moment. <laughs> I need to not oh, be drinking. Man. Not be drinking anything while you're naming heavy metal bands, but <laughs> all right, real quick because I know we're going a little bit long with this, but it's fun. Uh, Greg and myself were actually on the way back from Atlanta, Georgia, from the Music Midtown Festival when I was trying to listen to the Carolina. I was actually driving your car so you could yeah. you could sleep, and I was li- <laughs> I was listening to ESPN Radio because the Carolina Panthers game was about to start. And Greg just shoots up in the passenger seat and just looks at me this like bleary, tired face and just goes, go to hammer. <laughs> and I was like, what? He goes, go to hammer. So come to find out later on, we looked it up. It's actually a real band. I said, I said it as if like, I, I think I had a dream about it. I don't know. I said it as if that would be a really great name for a fake death metal band. And it turned out, but it I looked real. it up. It turned out it was a like real defunct one, but it was real. Yeah. Um, wow. so just a couple left ghost of red Fox. Real. Totally made up. God. <laughs> How about Lucifer's choir? Lucifer's choir. Real. Fake. God damn it. One more. I suck. Cattle decapitation. Yeah, fake. Real. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I have a feeling you knew that one was real. So you, you got you went four and six. God. We'll have to do this again so, another time. So all of you out there listening, send, send right in and let us know how you did on the death metal real or fake band. On the death metal band names real or fake. Because was I the only one who totally botched that? <laughs> there were a few that I would have gotten wrong. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I figured Satan's Choir would be something that was out there. Lucifer's Choir sounds like a Lucifer. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't uh, Satan's like, Choir. It, was no, it sounds like a, like, a poser, like a poser black metal band, like one like where the band started really young. Where they, and they made the band, and then they got signed randomly and had to keep the name. And the keyboards are louder than everything else on the album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and for some re- for some reason, there's like a monk singing, like or a, a, an actual choir in the background. But. Oh, like that awful band ghost, not ghost. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, I'm going to do one. I I think I'll do one real quick. You guys did far better on the uh, <laughs> on the Trucker Tolkien Elf one. It's true. It's true. So I'll, I'll do one real quick. So um, uh, this is I'm going to mention something, but it's not really about this, but. Uh, so about a week ago or two weeks ago, Donald Glover or Childish Gambino released a video for the song This Is America. It was really artfully done. It was a commentary. It was well-directed. It was impressive. It talked about police brutality, gun violence, all that other stuff. It was very poignant. Okay. About a week later, a comedian, whose name I won't say because my opinion is going to come through a little bit here, she released another video 
basically ripping it off for her own causes. Um, and that actually got me thinking about copycat videos and those videos that, that go viral just for the sake of going viral where everyone makes duplicates of it and kind of molds their own version of it. And I'll just say my point of it. Um, I hate them. Like once something is done once, that's it. If there's only one person I will give okay to parody and that's Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. Cause that was going to be my question. You knew that was coming, right? <laughs> yeah. Because like there's a, a bit of respect there. I think everyone else is doing it to get, make themselves famous personally. But anyway, do those type of things anger you as much as they do me? Um, I can go first on this. Go for it. So yes, they do. Um, I'm going to try to make it within a minute here. I can't, I can't stand seeing that. I can't stand when people like re even when people repost videos just for hits. Mm-hmm. Um, or man, I, you see it all the time on Etsy where people will go to a 3d printing website, like, you know, thingiverse.com. They'll print things, paint them and then sell them, uh, without giving due credit to the original author. I think it, it sucks. I hate them. Um, and you see that more often than not now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this comedian who made, uh, not a, not a parody, but kind of like a reimagining of childish Gambinos, just do something else. You know, don't use that to, to base your, your hits or your views off of. You can play. Okay. Sorry. I clicked and it switched to the page versus to the sound effect, but okay. Rob, do you have an opinion? Um, it honestly, it doesn't really bother me all that much, but then again, I'm not as, I'm not as active on YouTube. So, I mean, I hadn't even, I hadn't seen either one of them. So yeah, I'm like, whatever. I mean, and I'm such a big fan of like, of Weird Al that, you know, uh, parodies, if it's an actual parody of the song itself, I mean, I don't really see a problem with that. If it's, if it's something that you're using to promote yourself, then okay, maybe I can, I can see where you're coming from on that. But as far as just like straight parodies, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. And play you up. One of the reasons I actually asked that question, was, you know, because I know, you know, Rob, you're more in a, in a, like a service field or I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, in the medical field. Right. And Jimmy and I are more in the creative field. So like, you know, in those videos, good. I, I was just, I hate to see when I, I absolutely hate it. Um, you can be in the inter- entertainment industry and in education food service, whatever, when an author is uncredited. And I'm sure he was, you know, for, for that, the basis of that video. But, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, that just sends me and I th- I feel like it's a form of plagiarism. Yeah. No, my, my thing with it was just, I was wondering because like the first real viral video that I, not real viral video, but the first one that were people were copying it over and over again was with the Harlem shake thing where like everyone was making their own version of it. And I know, the people that made it wanted that to happen because it was going to sell their song and they kind of invited it. But at the same time, it was like after it was done the first time, everything else was just like a lame copy of it. And that was it. Now, and like every, are you, are you talking every, about like when, um, like if a new song comes out where people like film videos of themselves, like singing the song, is that what you're talking about? Or well, the, the Harlem, the Harlem shake one, they did a thing where like the, everyone would be like doing whatever. And then like the song would kick in and the, they would cut the camera and like all sorts of just random weird shit would be happening. So like it'd be like a guy in a banana costume and like a person with a llama, like, you know, just as much random crap as could possibly be happening. So every organization, every sorority, every fraternity, every, you know, 
high school band, every flag guard, everyone released a video on YouTube to try to capitalize on it. And like with each one, I was just like, (laughs) even though the musicians invited it, but so it just, and it reminded me of that when I was like, Oh, here we go. Now we're going to have 4,000 of these fake videos about whatever other, you know, like Peter's going to release one. And yeah. Yeah. Especially with this, like, I don't think it'll happen, but the original message gets, gets lost in a, a trash heap of garbage YouTube videos. Um, I don't think that'll happen with that video, but yeah. well, I think she got very quickly shut down. After oh, that. good. It was, yeah, I mean it's still there, but it's and she got very quickly lambasted. Like, are, are you, why are you doing this? So, plus I think she was Canadian. So a Canadian, she was Canadian. Was yeah, it was. She had to write a lot of letters. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, I believe that squares away snap decisions. I think we went a decent amount of time there. We did. So, so speaking of Canadians, shall we talk about Deadpool? We shall. Yeah, Deadpool 2 came out about two years after the first one. <laughs> I thought you were and saying two years ago. I was like, wait, what? No, it's two years after the after the first one, and uh, it was great. Yeah, I agree. Um, wasn't sure how, if it was going to be able to live up to the you know, the first one, but in my opinion, it certainly did. I freaking loved it. And <laughs> it it, and interestingly enough, I just, I, I checked just a little while ago. I think they said it made like uh 301 million worldwide opening weekend, Ooh. which is amazing. I mean, that's, that's really good. He, he can buy a lot of tacos. Oh yeah. yeah. It's one, it's chimichangas, I believe, but Time first to make of all, the chimichangas. Uh, you know, when it comes down to those, like the more madcap comedies, which is probably a term I've never said, but you always liar. wonder if the second one is just going to get old really quick. Like, you know, for example, The Hangover was something brand new. It was funny. Everyone loved it. Second, second and third one, third one were crap. One, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, this is the same thing just on a world stage or in a different type of location. It was literally and, the same story. And they just, yeah, just recapping stuff. So. You know, I was a little worried about that with Deadpool, but they made it work with some changes, I think. Some, you know, the actors are great. They really embody the characters. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's a lot to talk about here. So let's, uh, you know, let's kind of get into it. Well, interestingly enough, I also found out that um, there was slated to be another villain for the movie who ended up being being complete, almost completely cut out because of budgetary restrictions. Um, and, and interestingly enough, the actor who was portraying the villain stayed on in the film, even though the role was like significantly reduced. And that All was right, the, role, with it. the role of Black Tom. Oh. Black Tom was supposed to be a major villain in the movie. Hmm. And due to budgetary restrictions, they had to basically cut it back. He had a couple of scenes here and there in the prison, but you know, the actor was super excited about being in the movie. So he stayed on. But yeah. that's actually, that's actually interesting. I was I was wondering a little bit about that, and we're going to talk about the the plot briefly in a second. But for the comic book nerd in me, I can't let this whole Black Tom Juggernaut thing go, which is another surprise there. Um, Black Tom and Juggernaut tended to be paired up together throughout the eighties and nineties in the X Men comics, mm-hmm. whereas you know Juggernaut was the 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 muscle and Black Tom was the brains, and he was a lot different. And I believe he had a, and I'm going to hate saying this out loud to you guys, 
but I believe he had a magical staff that allowed him to control wood. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he was, he was Juggernaut's. Uh, Juggernaut looked at him as his best friend. Black Tom, I believe, looked at Juggernaut as his bodyguard. Like, like trees? Like he could make a deck come alive and eat someone? Uh, yeah, he, he could make uh, vines grow around people and, you know. That kind of thing. Think uh, Evil Dead only with less, uh, you know, unpleasantness. That might explain his tattoos. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. All right. So uh, we've we've already touched a little bit about. I didn't get some that of this stuff. I didn't get. That. I mean, uh, no, I didn't get that because I I have really not read Deadpool comics. I'm yeah, very I, had, I had very limited exposure as well. Um, I'm very familiar with Juggernaut and <laughs> oops, spoiler. But, um, yeah, that, that was a, a pretty big surprise, I think. He, um, Black Tom Cassidy, uh, he's a mutant who can manipulate, bond with, and project energy through, uh, through plant life. So he's a woodcrafter. Yeah, we could there say that. There you go. Right. He's, he's also capable of <laughs> issuing concussive blasts with a wooden object, usually a shillelagh. So that is him. Ah. And uh, he was also usually used in between issues of major events as someone for the X-Men to beat up on. He was a jobber. Yeah, that's that's about right. He, was, he made Wolverine look more powerful. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, real quick on the, the plot, even though it doesn't really matter all that much. Uh, basically, Deadpool, very early on in the movie, his girlfriend, Vanessa, yes. gets uh, offed. And Which? Well, good. I was going to say that was a surprise. I, I wasn't expecting that because Monica Baccarin, who plays Vanessa, she's been making like the, the media tours. And I thought she would have uh, a bigger role in the movie, mm -hmm. like a longer role, I guess you could say. Yeah. And uh, it was a surprise at first. And then I remembered what movie I was watching. And I'm like, OK, there, there's probably going to be a thing. Oh, there's going to be something. There's crazy. definitely going to be a thing. I thought it was going to be more along the lines of how Deadpool is able to live as if, you know them being together for so long made her have the same type of blood that can make him re her regenerate or something. But either way, so she dies really early on. He is suicidal and which is a something they do in the comics a lot. And he can't kill himself because he has a, a healing factor. Or he can regenerate. Mm -hmm. So he's relatively miserable. He ends up joining the X-Men where they give uh, him some trainee. roles as a trainee. trainee. Yes. He's a, he's an X-Men trainee, which is a big deal. Very important. And then he ends up killing a bunch of cops or security guards, and it kind of leads into the movie, at which point you kind of forget, as all this stuff is going on, that Cable is actually in the movie. And like he showed up, what, 45 minutes in or so, at, to rescue or to kill this mu young mutant character that Deadpool rescued and killed the security guards to protect. Russ. Yes, Russ or Rusty. There's some uh, stuff there, too, which I... When we, I guess, talk more about him, I can get mm -hmm. into. But so Cable wants to kill Rusty. Deadpool is going to save him. And it leads, you know, throughout the rest of the movie. So I think that's yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah. It's, because uh, the rest yeah. of it's just Deadpool jokes and violence. <laughs> yeah. And baby legs. Oh, God. It's his basic instinct. <laughs> <laughs> Now, wasn't Jokes and Violence the first album by Squirrel Cadaver? Um, the, like a 1.5. I think that one was only released in like overseas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Rob, you should look that up on YouTube and listen to it. It's good. Nerds. 
<laughs> we deserve that. Um, so, so right off the bat, they established the tone with this movie, I think. And they remind you of what you're watching in case oh, yeah. you forgot. I mean, I, Deadpool is <laughs> one of the movies I put on very frequently on are TV you, just because it, are you talking don't about have to the sequence where he's chasing the guy through the kitchen and he's just like randomly slaughtering people with like various Im- implements. That's one of them. Yeah. That's you know, just yeah, over the I mean, top hilarious violence. Man, I I love that scene because, you know, he's kind of chasing this guy who the camera's focused on. And in the background, well, this this dolly shot, you know, it's just coming backwards and backwards and backwards. Deadpool is killing all of these, you know, these minions um, with various tools. I think there's an axe involved at some point. There's a chainsaw. I'm half surprised he didn't like have randomly just like a shark that he just like shoves in somebody's face because that would have been great. <laughs> there was a couple of those scenes where there's there like, were yeah, like there, there was a, a fight in a in I think it was in maybe his apartment where one guy just got like slammed down. I'm like, oh well, he got it easy, and then a cabinet fell on him and cut his head off. <laughs> that was not in his apartment. That was in the orphanage. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and I I saw this movie a couple hours ago, so a few of the a few of the action scenes do get a little bit of blurred. But I wouldn't like yeah. I even had this thought like, wow, that guy, that guy. Uh, out of all the other ones, because all of them, all the other ones died a horrible, horrible death. And this one, I was like, wow, he just kind of got slammed down gently on a on a table or a bed or something. Yep, nope, there goes and, his head. Yeah, and then a, a giant file cabinet falls on him and cuts his head off. I'm like, okay, there we go. In the background, mind you. Um, so yeah, I, it just established the tone and it reminded me of what I was watching. Like I was saying, um, a second ago, the, I, I watched Deadpool like a lot. I'll just put it on in the background. Sometimes when I'm editing the, this, the podcast, sometimes when I'm just grading some work, cause I can look away from it and look back to it. It's, you know, you're not missing major plot points. Yeah. You're just like, ha, I remember that joke. Yeah. Or but oh, when there's, I remember that scene, but like, there's certain things I forgot about, you know, like the opening credits jokes, the, Mm-hmm. The way they cu- they mess with time, and of course the uh, something that's going to play a little bit apart later the uh, breaking of the fourth wall stuff. Mm-hmm. It might, yeah. And uh, so when it comes to that kind of stuff, do you think that stuff was overused, or are you just kind of happy to see it back? I honestly, I think it is used so little in other movies that when Deadpool just abuses it. It's funny because it's not something that you see in every other movie. And Deadpool mm-hmm. just goes so over the top with it that it's it's really, really entertaining. I absolutely agree with you, Rob. I, I think even though, you know, Deadpool came out two years ago and it does break the wall, the fourth wall so many times that now when a movie does that, it's like, oh, yeah, that's they're trying to be like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, though it's, it's been done in the my, past. My YouTube video thing. Where if every movie did it, I'd be pissed. But if Deadpool didn't, I would be pissed too. Like, I want them to do it. Right. But no other movie. Yeah, I actually don't mind Ryan Reynolds talking to me directly. And and can I just say, I've, I've said this to a couple of people. I don't know that they could have picked anybody any better to play Deadpool. No, he, he was such an integral part of that getting made, period. You know, they well, did well, that. And, um, and, but just, just the way that he that he acts. I mean, the, the, the one liners and the, the way that he, because he does it in his other movies as well. Like when he was in the Hitman's bodyguard, um, just the way that he acts and the way he delivers his lines is perfectly Deadpool. Agreed. I think Ronald Reynolds is, is great. Um, he's perfect for, 
you know, Deadpool. Yeah, uh, well, this incarnation of Deadpool. Yeah. I don't know what the hell they were doing with oh. the previous incarnation yeah. of Deadpool. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, where he was kind of like they, a... they fixed that. He was like a tactical ninja. Oh, they did fix that. Oh, uh, they fixed and it. I need, I need your help um, on clarification for that because I did not get it. What, on that particular part? And, and we, we, we will talk about that. Yeah, remind remind us. We'll take it. I out. will. Okay, so I think there was a few parts that I really liked, one of which was it, kind of getting into the characters. We already talked about Deadpool and just how they are, and, of course, Vanessa, and how she, well, I guess, wasn't. But they did revisit some of the characters from the previous movie, one of which being Colossus, who they nail Colossus. Yeah. They got him completely right. Yep. How he's kind of square. He's very Russian. Very obsessed and I feel with like, being good and doing the right thing. Yeah, uh, and, exactly. Except for one particular part, which was great. Um, which part was that? The uh, the power cable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, so uh, later on in the movie, well, one of the other characters we've mentioned twice is Juggernaut, who's very invincible if you're out there and you don't really know much about superheroes. Juggernaut is the person that can't be stopped. He's very invincible. He ends up getting pantsed at one point in the movie, and and Colossus does stick a high power cable up his ass to kill him. And then they push him in a pool. <laughs> they push him in a pool, and at first I was like, well, that's not really Colossus, but then he's like, ah, oh, that's how they do it in Mother Russia, which I laughed so hard about that, but I also laughed as I was leaving the theater because all I could think about is a student that Jimmy and I used to have oh. from Russia who, man, yeah. whenever he would talk to us, Everything he said sounded like it was like he was talking in code for something else. It's like I I used to work in refrigeration. Like uh, he used to kill people <laughs> by putting them in refrigerators. Like there's no way. It's like man walking with duck around the lake. <laughs> he flies on back of kangaroo. Yeah, what? <laughs> and he was like, no, seriously. Like check it on Google Maps. There he is, right there. Yeah, oh. yeah. He showed us this Russian version of Google Maps, which wasn't Google Maps. It was just a Russian map program, and it was kind of like one of those, um, like just like a little park alongside of a lake or an ocean or a sea or something. And it was uh, kind of what's the place we used to play Pokemon, Jimmy? Uh, Crane's Roost, kind of like Crane's Roost kind of yeah. thing. Yep. But like there were little kids playing in the water, and there was a guy that had set up a car, a, like a car table, when he had a sniper rifle on it. And he was shooting at like balloons and like those floating things out in the water, like that, that you oh can like more boats to over the kids' heads. And I was like, and he was scanning by and he went right past it, you know, just kind of looking at like street view. And I was like, wait, back go back, <laughs> back that up. Hold and on. So he backed up, he backed up and he, <laughs> he's like, what? And I'm like, that guy's got a sniper rifle. It's like, no, that's normal there. It's fine. He's like, yeah, he's, he's like, oh, I hit that all the time. <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. talking about yeah. Colossus, I think. He looked the most like any member of the X-Men that's been portrayed so far. Yeah, and the sound, even like the sound of him moving, that's like the sound I, I would read yeah. when I wouldn't move around, mm -hmm. like kind of creaky metal sound. Uh-huh, yeah. So, it, yeah, like that's this. one of the things on that. Uh, they did a great kind of cameo thing with the, um, just with the squeaking. <laughs> it's Colossus. He's he's here with me. Say oh, hi. Gotcha. gotcha. Hi, Colossus. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Um, the the X Men cameo was great. Oh man, it was so quick. Yes, but it was so amazing. And and I gotta believe that all of the cameos that they had is the reason why they didn't have the budget for Black Tom. 
it's possible. I mean, those guys were all the actual ones from the upcoming Phoenix movie, Dark Phoenix Saga movie. So they, they, uh, for of you guys out there, they, Deadpool was like, why, you know, my first movie did good. Why, am, why every time I'm here, do we not see any other X-Men? Why is it yeah. only you guys to Colossus and, uh, Megatonic Supersonic <laughs> Pearl. I, <laughs> Super long name. Yeah. Um, Megasonic Warhead. Yeah, yeah, Negasonic Warhead. And it's like, why is it only you guys? And you see like this cutaway to them this office and Beast slowly closes the door as all yeah. of the other X Men are kinda hiding in there. <laughs> which was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and some I of the love, other characters. Was, oh, good. Oh, no, I was just going to say, just with the interaction between Deadpool and Colossus, I love that they referenced back to the original movie with the three or four moments. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. And then he shoots the guy in the head, and Colossus is like, what? (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, They also introduced Rusty, who is a character named Firefist. Great name. I don't know too much about that character, but uh, that is his name. But Rusty was actually another character from the New Mutants days of the of the X-Men. It was uh, X-Factor and New Mutants back before like X-Force became a thing. So it had to be like 89, 90, 91. And there's character there's two characters, Rusty and Skids, and Rusty was the the heat generating mutant and Skids was his girlfriend. And I think she had like she was a, a speedster basically. I think that she like uh, friction didn't do anything to her, so she was like super fast. And it was kind of weird. I mean, completely different characters after all, but they did reference the name on purpose. Rust, Rusty, whatever. And uh, it was kind of an interesting character. There's he was. On multiple he, levels, actually. Yeah, and from the trailers, I was like, who is this kid and why is he so important? I don't know if you guys got that, but... I was wondering why they didn't go the Hope route, which is a character in the past that Cable has been trying to save, which they do mention in this movie. Mm-hmm. As Cable's daughter, Hope, uh, she was considered the last mutant, or she was the first mutant born after a big event, the House of M. So it was a little bit of a twist, which I liked, which I have gone on record and on podcast saying that I am not a huge fan of direct copies of you know, books to movie or whatever. And so I like the fact that Cable was hunting this character versus trying to protect. And so I kind of had a general idea of what that character would be. But it's a very typical story where they want to keep the, the mutant from killing something that's going to cause either the Sentinels to come or, in this case, apparently annihilating a city, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yeah, and they made a, a few references, at least, to Terminator, mm-hmm. which immediately came to mind. And I think it was good they didn't get too deep into the cable backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys even do you guys know it? Cable backstory? Not offhand, but I I think you're right. I think it would have been a little bit excessive in the movie. It would have just been unnecessary information. I mean, yeah, I had a a cable and Wolverine comic from years ago so that that was my you know yeah it's like it's like major comic nerd stuff like i think Mm -hmm. if they tried to explain it in the movie seriously it would have hurt the movie so him just coming from the future this is what i'm going to do i mean you don't need to know that he's technically cyclops's kid you don't need to know that he's cyclops's kid with a clone of gene gray who was possessed by a demon while gene gray was dead (laughs) oh boy yeah see and i'm doing this on purpose because it's you don't need to know that he went back in time you know, to stop something from happening. And then another character, Bishop, went back in time to... Oh, to, Bishop. Uh, to stop him, like, who was also in, uh, I think, Days of Future Past. But, you know, as the... You don't need to know that he was infected by an organic virus and that made his metal arm. And just, 
I, I think what they did was great. Yeah. Can we just stop with the metal arms? Um, I think I think we have fulfilled the metal arm quota. So I think we're good there. So yes, that was yes. one of his questions for yeah. for Cable from the future. <laughs> when he called him a Winter Soldier, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's very clear that Deadpool has watched quite a few Marvel movies based on his quipping. Oh, he called him Thanos. Yeah. Man, such great references in there. I I literally laughed out loud when he attacked the Juggernaut and was going, "Sun's getting real low, big guy." <laughs> oh man. And and I know, you know, we said this when we started talking about Deadpool, but it's it's going to be a lot of, hey, you know, when he said this, when he said that, he called uh, – Deadpool called Cable One-Eyed Willie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I lost my mind. And I'm looking around the theater. There were maybe about 15 people in the theater. And I'm looking around going, you guys – did you guys get that? Did, no? Oh, okay, fine. He was in Goonies. Come on, people. Yeah. 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 My, f- my favorite little quip and – explaining jokes is always a terrible idea, but I loved the part that I, I like cracked up to the point of where I didn't hear what happened next was the Canadian banter back and forth when they were talking to Shatterstar. Like just once I want to I want to find a planet where everyone is not as good at everything as me. He's like, yeah, they call it Canada. And he's like, don't you even, <laughs> just his reaction was so real. I'm not entirely sure he was acting because <laughs> of course, you know, Ryan Reynolds being from Canada, as we said earlier, that's yeah. just my favorite. Uh, but um, yeah, of course they they did introduce some of the X Force characters. It was a semi segue there. Uh, Shatterstar, <laughs> who was was ridiculous and over the top, and I kind of wanted to see more of. Oddly enough, um, Bedlam. who else we had? Uh, Bedlam. Bedlam. Terry Bedlam, Cruz played by Terry Crews. Yep, yeah. Terry Crews. We had Domino, who was whose power Badass. was luck. Yeah, and she was Luck's played not a by. Superpower. <laughs> and yes, uh, she was played by Zazie Beetz. Okay. Yeah, she's but played by Zazie Beats from uh, Atlanta, actually. And she's great on that, and she was great in this. She was actually one of my favorite new characters. Um, who else? Who's the other members of X-Force? Uh, uh, Peter. Oh, uh, Lightgeist. Peter. Lightgeist. Peter. And, of course, Peter. <laughs> yeah. I, I just and, saw the ad on LinkedIn and figured I'd come in. <laughs> oh, and, and don't forget the Vanisher. Oh, yeah, the Vanisher. <laughs> yeah, sure. Who uh, was late for his meeting, and no one knew it because he was invisible. Yeah. So. And uh, X-Force... You'll notice we've gotten, you know, what, 20 minutes into this, and we haven't really talked much about X-Force yet, and that's because... They didn't last very long. They did yeah. not. But it was another one of those cameos that took up a lot of the budget. Exactly. Yeah. They, uh, they they died very quickly. I, they, I had my concerns in the trailer. And, and, you know, I said this again. I didn't understand why this kid was so important. And I thought, you know, based on the trailers, that, man, I hope the rest of the members of the X-Force really don't take too much screen time away from Deadpool. <laughs> and they, and did. they didn't. <laughs> nope. I think that speaks to how well this movie was marketed because people always complain the trailers tell too much of the story. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. And this trailer Not told this a completely different story as it to what sure we did. Thought, yep. But kept you wanting to go to the movie and kept the tone of the movie back to that yeah. T word. But they 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 telegraphed it a little bit, but I didn't see it coming simply because you know they were in the trailer. It was something that you you know you expected to see them work together a little bit. You saw images in the trailer of Domino, so you thought, okay, well you know this whole X Force thing is gonna is gonna be part of the movie. But you know they telegraphed it a little bit with the whole the high winds thing, and it's not advisable mm-hmm. to be up in the air. And then they parachute out, and everybody but Deadpool and Domino get killed on the parachute down. Mm-hmm. It's like, in hilarious ways. 
Oh my god. What Shatterstar goes into the blades of a helicopter? Well the first one I think is Bedlam gets hit by a bus. Yeah. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay. And right then I realized like, oh that oh they're doing that. Yeah. Okay. Well I I had a different reaction. I thought, oh he's a superhero, he's gonna be fine. And then he wasn't. <laughs> and, and then and then they Shatterstar the, the helicopter and they showed Shatterstar and, and Deadpool going, Go left. Go right, yeah, go kind left. Of a, kind of a last Boy Scout moment. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Indiana Jones. Being, yeah. Mm-hmm. And him being a good reference to The Last Boy Scout. Thank you. I guess he wasn't better at me at that. <laughs> um, just, then, that, that whole sequence. And then man. Peter survives. And yeah, he was, yeah, Peter, the, the random guy, survives. He was so happy about so, it. Yeah, and, then, and I was waiting. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. And then, and then Zeitgeist. Lands in a wood. I don't know why there's a wood chipper on the side of the street, but Zeitgeist just finds the only wood chipper on the street and lands in it. And Peter goes to help him. And then what happens? Gets barfed on. Yeah, he gets he, barfed on by uh, was a flaming barf or whatever. I feel it's it was acidic. Uh, acidic barf. Yeah, yeah. Which I was waiting the whole time when you know they're interviewing the candidates for X Force, and Zeitgeist shows up. And, he, and well, what's your power? He's like, oh, I can, I, I vomit acid. Do you guys want to see it? And they said, no, 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 no. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I really, I, I really wanted to see that for some, some reason, and we did, and it was great. And then they kind of made fun of him about his name. They're like, oh, so your power is, oh, yeah. and he's like, no, I, I puke acidic. Vomit. You've got your finger on the pulse of different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. When he said the vomit, the vomit acid thing, I could only think about. I'm sure you guys have seen it. Aliens. That, that, no, the documentary oh. for WWE where draws where they're talking your draws and they're oh, and yeah. Vince McMahon is screaming at him like puke, puke. Oh my god, he's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. And he's like and they're like a boardroom and he's in it like that's all I could think about when that was happening. He was like, Wow, this is such a was it beyond the matter, behind the matter or something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not a not a fun story. No, 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 no. Things did not go well for Draws. But they also didn't go well for for one of the last members of uh, X-Force, which was the Vanisher, who oh, yeah. drifted <laughs> drifted right into the power lines. And at that moment, you actually saw who the Vanisher was, and he was only on screen for like three seconds, but it was Brad Pitt. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually turned to Jen, I was like, was that Brad Pitt? <laughs> yeah, that was... That was- uh, that was my reaction exactly. Uh, though I didn't, you know, I, I saw it by myself. It, but I wanted to look around and be like, "Did you guys?" Because nobody really reacted strongly to that in a the theater. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Wait a minute, hey guys, did you guys see that?" No? I think they like. Oh, okay. I think that the stunt man or something for Brad Pitt was part of this movie or something. There was some connection that they were able to get him. Like they just asked him once. He's like, "Sure, I'll do it." Yeah, which is awesome. It's great. There was some like some friendly connection there. And I did not catch that that was him at all. I was like, that guy's abnormally handsome for a character that you don't see at all. Yeah. That's all I thought. But I... And then, of course, the the big one that I didn't catch, because they were under so much makeup, was the um, the Alan, Tuit, Alan Tudyk and uh, Matt Damon cameo. As a bunch of rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was hilarious. I... Did you listen to the conversation they were having as Cable warped in? Yeah, yeah. About the to- about See, toilet I, paper. <laughs> I did not. Um, my th- my 
movie experience was delayed by 35 minutes oh. because the power went oh, out. Oh, that sucks. And by the time the movie started, I was halfway through my gi- gigantic cola and bag of popcorn that I said, okay, this is a part I can actually, you know, I can go use the restroom, but I missed it. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad that I missed that part. Yeah, C- Cable has his T2 moment where he warps in and basically mm-hmm. takes the truck from these two, like, Backwoods Hicks, they're sitting there talking about the proper way to wipe your butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the funny- and I actually again didn't catch who they were at the time. I knew they had to be someone. Right. But I didn't I was I was laughing too much at what and, they were saying. And too. I found out later that the funny thing about that cameo was that um I believe Alan Tudyk was credited in the scrolling credits, but Matt Damon wasn't credited in the scrolling credits. At least this is what I've read. I I, I missed it because I didn't find out about it until afterwards. But the character that Matt Damon played was supposedly credited as Dickie Greenleaf, which which was actually the identity that his character stole when he was in The Talented Mr. Ripley. That's some Inception. I have not seen that movie. That's some Inception did, but... movie inside a movie right there. Yeah, there it's, it's really clever. You know, it's I tried to avoid spoilers and all of that stuff about this movie. And there was just a couple things that I, other than the trailer... I saw the trailer and I saw something about, you know, how did they get someone saying, how did they get that cameo? Which was, they were actually talking about Brad Pitt, but I did not read the article, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh man. And then I heard some, another podcast where they started off playing, um, a share if I could turn back time. And I was like, oh crap, share is going to be in here somewhere. So I wasn't paying attention to any of the other cameos because I was waiting for share to appear somehow, but she did not. I was going to say, did I miss it? Because I don't remember no, she Cher. It, it was just, it was me putting, me accidentally putting pieces together. Thankfully, it didn't. I, I think that if I could turn back time was a reference to the end credit scene. Yeah, it was. Okay. Well, it was the song. They played, I think they played the song at some point. Because they referenced Cher a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he said he wanted their kid to have one name, like Cher. Yeah, there it was. Yeah. So. Okay, so I guess that covers most of the characters. Oh, we didn't talk about Juggernaut. Uh, just like it was the, I think the best version of Colossus. I think it was also the best version of Juggernaut. Agreed. But you didn't see him do a ton, and that was that was likely because he was completely CG, wasn't he? I think so. So it was probably very expensive to have him on screen. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I I was kind of hoping at some point during that that his his prisoner jumpsuit would come off. Well, kind of did. Because- he, yeah, well, he tore the sleeves off, mm-hmm. but I've always really liked Juggernaut's like armor. Mm-hmm. But they showed the most important part, which was, you know, his helmet that prevents his brother from reading his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's in a wheelchair, so it's okay. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> the only thing I was really hoping for is the the Juggernaut scene where you see him like crashing through multiple walls of a mansion or something like that. Which you saw him punch through some stuff, but he didn't like do the running through like you know five six rooms. But I just thought it was well, a, a really cool appearance and it was not quite a surprise because of black tom showing up i think before him yeah you saw black tom before him because black tom was actually in the prison population and juggernaut was separated yeah and they're like oh there's a monster under the under the building basically right well they kept talking about the biggest guy in the prison and they showed (laughs) russell was gonna take him out with his ass pen (laughs) (laughs) well they you know they showed the size of his cell and you heard his voice 
And I, I kind of put that together. It wasn't a huge surprise that it was a juggernaut. Now, I was hoping – we talked about viral videos earlier. I was hoping that he was going to say, I'm the juggernaut, bitch, mm. at some point because I don't know if you guys remember that. But that was that, – that's one of the earlier viral videos that I can remember. But he didn't say it. Yeah. Well, they – yeah. Yeah. I actually forgot about that part completely or that – I forgot about that video completely. Yeah, it's a a, a scene from – you know, the X-Men animated series where some guys did, you know, they overdubbed it and it's, it's really funny. And I, I was hoping that they would break the fourth wall with that, but it didn't happen. I'm okay with it. But Well, they did like they did in the X-Men, like the, the first X-Men movie. Oh, did they? Yeah. That was like 15 years ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the juggernaut, bitch. The, um, I, were either of you surprised when uh, the Juggernaut took out Deadpool the first time? Ripped him in half. It completely um, ripped it. him in half. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Well, I was surprised by it because I'm gonna. He he said, "I'm gonna tear you in half now." And there was like a pause, and he did. Yeah, very Jump viscerally. Cut. Like there were there were intestines. Oh yeah, and I can't feel my legs. Oh wait, there they are. Oh, there they are. I found them. And then, and then it led to probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie was the, uh, and it led to one of my, probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which was baby legs. Um, because, because you know, when Deadpool loses an appendage or loses a hand or something, it, it essentially grows back. He's like a freaking lizard, but it starts off small. So (laughs) Deadpool is sitting on the couch with these little baby legs and he does like this whole basic instinct move and everybody's like, Oh my God, what is going on? I, I, I don't even know where to look right now. <laughs> and, and then they actually have him jump off the couch and stand on him. Yeah. Well, and, and this, I was saying to you guys earlier where I thought TJ Miller was especially funny. Um, mm-hmm. when he's saying, Oh, there he goes. T- taking big steps. Here you go. Little guy. You know, it's too bad that he's, he's a douchebag. He is a douchebag. I'm wondering if they toned him down a little because of the fact that he's a douchebag and they're like, oh boy. Like, cause he kind of disappears at a certain point in the movie. And I'm wondering if they're like, well, we can't really get rid of him yet, but like he seemed way toned down from past. Yeah. From the past. I think, I think in Deadpool three, they might even just replace him altogether. He's not going to be in it. They've already said it. Well, no, no, uh, you mean the character? Because I I think they'll replace him with a different, I could see them replacing him with a different actor and making a joke about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah. I agree. Or just replace him with like a, you know, a picture up in the bar, like in memory of and have like a new bar owner or something. Oh, I think it would be funnier if they, if they actually replaced him and made a joke about it. Mm-hmm. If I they, think like, it like Deadpool go, who the fuck are you? What did you call in a bomb on a train or something? I'm glad you went there. Yeah. Cause I was about to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought one of the benefits of this movie was that they kept Deadpool in his mask a lot. Mm-hmm. So they were like, there were some jokes that were really up to date, like Jared Kushner <laughs> and a couple other things like that. And I think that, I mean, they could have him say anything because he's wearing the mask. Yeah, I, I agree with so that. There were a lot of, like you said, very up to date jokes that I was like, man, did they have to do a reshoot for that or did they not? No, it's just, he's wearing a mask. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, if they, you know, if they, they do a joke and it didn't sit well with, or it didn't cause the laughs they wanted with the crowds. They just redub it. Yeah, they just auto redub it, and there you go. 
which is great. I mean, that's I thought that was you know one that's of the benefits of brilliant. the movie. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. To the point of where he's in the mask for so long, like about three quarters of the way through the movie, that I almost like when he took off the mask, I was like, "Oh yeah, he does look like an avocado." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he looks like it. there in that scene. It was very Pulp Fiction standoff kind of scene mm-hmm. where Domino's like he takes off his mask. Domino goes, "Oh God!" T.J. Miller's character says, uh, "He looks like an avocado," and then he gets cut off. Yeah. Yeah, that's when they're all in the apartment with the baby legs, mm-hmm. and then so cable funny. and then cable comes in behind him. Everybody pulls their gun, and then um, what's her name? The blind Al. lady. Yeah, points her gun at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and Deadpool grabs her hand and corrects it. And uh, you know we haven't really talked much about Dupinder, the the Brown Panther, so to speak. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love yeah. Dupinder. He's great. He's funny. What what does he tell him? I could be your, um, oh, what did he say? Oh, the, who he wanted to be a killer. Like, uh, uh, like what's her face from to, to, uh, from the vampire movie? Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. I could be your Kirsten Kirsten Dunst. I could be your Kirsten Dunst, which is kind of a callback to Spider-Man. I could be your guy in the chair, but (laughs) he's like, do you remember interview with the vampires? Like, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, I think we're we're coming to a close here. Well, we did have Brad Pitt in the movie. Yeah. Well, did, did how much? Did, I mean, we just rambled for like thirty minutes. I mean, did we really talk about the movie? Yeah, but that's we, kind of the point. You know, the, yeah. we went through characters, the villains, the jokes. I mean, the Can movie we, was all over the place. But I left one so part out because we're going to get to it. And okay. I left yes. one, one little part out, and that's the the end credit scene. Yeah, because Jimmy had a question about it. Yeah. I do. Um, there were two in kind of in credit scenes. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, was, I guess the one thing we didn't talk about was well, we did. We talked about Cable can travel through time with this little wristwatch thing, right? Yeah, his Casio wristwatch with the calculator on it, and he used and, it so it had no more energy left. Right. Mm-hmm. So your your first in credit scene is a uh, Megazord <laughs> teenager <laughs> teenage wasteland. Uh, close enough. Yeah, thanks. And she's and her girlfriend, uh, Yuki. Yukio. Oh, we didn't Yukio. talk about Yukio. Oh. Her and Deadpool had like a, a little affair thing going on through the whole movie. She was like, goodbye, Wade. Bye, Yukio. And he does like the yeah. heart thing. Hi, Wade. Hi, Yukio. That that was fun. But it was cute. It, it was. I thought, I, I don't know why I thought this is the first time, but I thought she was working on Iron Man's you know, power core. I did too. I did not. Okay. So, you know, power sword mega. I I don't even care, (laughs) but she's working on it. And Deadpool comes around. She tosses it to him and goes, Oh, I think we just made a real big mistake. Oh, what did we just do? And that really took me a second. You guys got the connection, right? The Mm -hmm. Thanos connection. No, no, that's what I took it as. How so? That Thanos was going to use it to go in time, to go back in time. Because, all right, maybe I'm making too many connections here, but Deadpool calls Cable Thanos in the movie. Okay. Which Thanos had the power to go back in time. Oh, no, I just took it as. Like, yeah, I think, I think okay. you read way too far into it. All right, reading way too far into it. That's fine. It happens. It, you know, just that Deadpool's kind of batshit crazy and might go back and. Uh, well, actually, there was a joke that was written into the original script that they took out where 
he was going to go back in time and kill ba- kill Hitler as a baby. But mm-hmm. the studio was like, ah, you're not killing a baby. Uh, well, they did reference that. They, they did talk mm-hmm. about it because – Why didn't you go back in time and kill Hitler? As a baby. Kill baby Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. They did talk they, about uh, it. But they did that. Um, and then the next credit scene, of course, is various cuts of, of Deadpool going back and saving various people. Uh, of course, he saves Vanessa by sharpening the uh, – the cream the cheese. cheese spreader. Yeah, cheese and, spreader. And knowing where to throw it, knowing that that last yeah. guy was coming. Yeah. And what? then um, saves Peter. Just walk away. Which, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wish they did a Mad Max thing with Lord Humongous. Just walk away. They said it a couple of times in the film. And I was like, please. No. Okay, fine. Mad Max. Yeah. You, got, um, you, got, you wanted all the references. Yeah. I did. I, I did. But it's okay. I understand. Um, what I didn't get was the Hugh Jackman Wolverine scene. Okay. So the first – that was a clip directly from the first Wolverine movie, which yeah. sucked. Yeah. And in that movie, Deadpool, Deadpool, whose name is a merc with a mouth or the merc with a mouth, and they made him a character that could not speak. And that was the actual scene from the movie Where, except for – but. That was the scene right before the big final battle Mm -hmm. in the movie. And the problem was, was with that movie, people were so up in arms about how they screwed up the character of Deadpool because that character was supposed to be Deadpool. Right. They made so many references to it. And to make a character who was essentially a zombie and who couldn't speak was such a crime against the character of Deadpool that there was such a blowback against it. That they 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 suffered really badly for it. Well, they almost didn't make the Deadpool movie. I mean, they didn't make the Deadpool movie they had planned to make because that was supposed to be a vehicle for Ryan Reynolds, and it hurt Ryan Reynolds' career too. Right. Yeah. Well, that and you know, well, Green Lantern. Yeah. So, uh, was that your question? Like, what that was from? Yeah, because I thought Deadpool was in the movie, but he was just like a dude with swords. It was like I don't really remember that movie very well, but there was he was one of the people that was like sent after Wolverine, like other Weapon X, right? Like people, uh, Weapon X, wow. And yeah. he just was one of the people that was that was there to hunt down Wolverine or to prevent him from destroying and, Weapon X. And then he got and then he got caught, and they basically did the same thing to him that they did to Wolverine, and he got the powers of like fifteen people or something, and. Of like fifteen dead mutants, so that's why they in the movie. That's why they called him Deadpool because he got he got the pooled abilities from all these other guys, and he was supposed to be. This and I think he, he was, that's also why he was a little crazy too, if I remember correctly, because mm-hmm. he had like all of their personalities in there too. But yeah. it was dumb and unnecessary. Yeah, it was it was really really terrible what they did to the character of Deadpool, and it it really destroyed the yeah no. So he went back and basically while yeah. Wolverine and that character were having their face off right before their big battle, Deadpool kind of walks up by on the side and shoots him in the head. And then he's and like shoots him like four more times when he's then, on the ground. And then stares at Wolverine. He's like, hey, just correcting a few things. Bam, yeah. bam, bam, bam. He's like, hang on. Let me just keep shooting this dead horse. Yeah. And then, of course, the last one where you see the script being held in the hands of someone. And it says it's the Green Lantern script, and it I think he says uh, "Big Time Here I Come" or something like that. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, guy, you've made the big time now." And then, <laughs> just and then, and then, bang, like it's splattered with blood. Yeah, and 
of course, Deadpool offing Ryan Reynolds. Speaking yes. of meta. It was, it was uh, fantastic. Before he uh, decides to uh, become the Green Lantern. And 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 apparently there was like a little a little uh, Twitter battle going on after that because I don't know that Warner Brothers knew about the end credit scene um, because there was there was a story about it where they before the movie came out they tweeted that we tried to put a ring on it hashtag Green Lantern at Van City Reynolds you know talking to Ryan Reynolds and then and then the movie came out and they saw the end credit scene and then they and then they tweeted out sorry at Van City Reynolds we're going to need the ring back. Um, and then, and then of course, Ryan Reynolds in his, in his, uh, appropriate Deadpool, um, mentality, <laughs> uh, tweets back, well, if we'd used a Nuva ring trademark in the first place, we wouldn't be in this mess. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds Twitter. He He's it's hilarious. Yeah. If you're having a bad day, I, I mentioned this previously, but, and check it out. He's funny. Yeah. Especially when he banter's with his wife, which I said before as well. Uh, so shall we shall we wrap this up and kind of just give your general opinion on all things Deadpool? Yeah, okay. So I I hope and and pray that Deadpool shows up in the next X Men movie. I think it would be interesting. I don't think I don't think it would be good. I think okay. I think- I like it being separate. I, I hope Colossus does though. I think that they could pull it off if it was a comedy cameo, not a be part of the movie, but just kind of like poke his head in, be like, "Hey, what's going on in here?" and then be gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just, just I think like it'd be hard because the tone, the tone of Deadpool has to pull you out of the movie so much, and the X Men movies are a little more serious. Um, it, I mean, there's definitely gonna be an X Force movie, probably starring some of the other people, mm-hmm. and they'll bring in some characters that aren't dead. But I, I think that they could pull it off in that because isn't the next movie supposed to be Dark Phoenix Saga? Yes, they could pull it off as like Deadpool just showing up randomly and Dark Phoenix obliterating him, and have that be the the end of him for the movie. Yeah, you know it's, what I mean. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Maybe, yeah, maybe Deadpool delivers a pizza to the X Men, and then you don't see him again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Me too. <laughs> I'm already laughing. It makes it, it makes me laugh. There we go. All right. And and I, I gotta say, I absolutely loved the movie. I thought it was it was I did too. It was everything that I wanted from a Deadpool sequel. It was it was funny, it had an it had a buttload of action, it had a buttload of ass pens, um, it had, you know, the juggernaut, it, it had Colossus. Um it was it was great. I I really, so, really enjoyed it. Right, right. When you said a buttload of ass pens, I was literally touching the pen that I used to write down times to, to my bottom lip as I was thinking of what I was going to say. And right down, like, oh god. Yes. Uh, my my thought on the the movie as a whole is both of the movies, both Deadpool one and two, the plot was simple. Both of them had simple plots, but they didn't ruin the plot for the jokes, and they didn't ruin the jokes for the plot. And I think that is definitely the sign of good creators that know the character. Good writing. So like, you know, <laughs> in the first one, the reason that Deadpool is all screwed up made sense. In likewise, face is all messed up. Mm-hmm. In this one, there was a lot of little things that made sense or they gave us enough information for them to make sense. And with that basis, they were able to put whatever jokes in there and you still were engaged by the movie and you still laughed and so on and so forth. 
And I think it's probably been said by us a couple times is I don't want every movie to be Deadpool, but I want this series of movies to be Deadpool. I want Deadpool to be Deadpool. Uh, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want Deathstroke when it eventually comes out, if it comes out, to do that route. Like, I just want this movie to be that little part. Tie-ins are okay for humor's sake, but I don't think I want that other than maybe a giant kind of tie-in much later on. But I think the the fact that they both kind of exist in the same universe, but they kind of mm-hmm. don't, I kind of like that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we know how terribly wrong other companies that aren't Marvel get when they try to, you know. We're looking at you, DC. What are you from the DC universe? You're so dark. <laughs> yeah. You're so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? <laughs> and I think that uh, that wraps up Deadpool for us, right? Yeah. I think it, and we went so long talking about Deadpool. <laughs> we did. That's it totally fine. We, I think we may have to push that other stuff to another episode. Well, since we went a little bit long on Deadpool, well, a lot long on Deadpool, nobody wants to take that. No. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Too easy. Okay, easy. that's fine. Uh, we, I, I'm actually going to assign you guys the task of watching Cargo. Challenge since accepted. We, uh, okay, since we did not get around to it, I'm going to say this. Um, it is the best take on the zombie genre that I've seen since 28 Days Later. Okay, and I, and say, I say routinely that 28 Days Later is the best zombie movie out there. Cargo is based off of a short, a, a very short film that was very emotional. Um, and I, I just don't think I can get into it without spoiling it for you guys. Okay. So well, I will, check I will it do out. the same thing. And this is also for our listeners out there. So we will yeah. attempt to do cargo next week. Um, also in the near future, possibly not next week. Cause we're going to have another big movie to talk about. Um, I was going to talk you, about you, Batman Ninja. You guys can solo that one. Oh, hey, I've been waiting that, that one. all day to say that. That one I got. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so Bat- Batman Ninja, mm-hmm. uh, that is a straight-to-DVD, straight-to-Blu-ray, straight-to-digital movie. Um, it is in the DC animated series, and it is... Um, Wait, is that a name something of Batman that, uh, Metal Band? Yes, it is. Batman Ninja. There is a, actually is a Bat Metal, uh, heavy metal band. But anyway, Batman Ninja, it's... Um, it is done by anime creators, and it's really interesting. So I'm going to talk about that at some point, and um, so I will assign that to you guys as well, and let you borrow it because I did I did buy it. Um, so if you guys out there listening want to kind of be up on what we're going to be talking about, that's not you know stuff that is mainstream. Um, feel free to you know check out Batman Ninja. You can stream it, you can rent it, you can do whatever. And Cargo, which is available on Netflix, which we discussed earlier. Yes, please. Cool. And of course, uh, I believe that leads us to our question. Yes. And I w- we were we were kind of concerned because the question is kind of broad, um, and I thought that we were going to have a lot of um, a lot of different ones and probably some decent discussion about it. But listening to you guys put your list together, I'm I'm a little concerned. I think we might have a lot of the same ones. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I was thinking too. That's, I was kind of trying to keep things secret, but you know. So the question here, uh, to, to ask it for you guys out there, is what are your five best breaking the fourth wall moments, which is one of the things Deadpool does both in comics and, you know, in the movies, of course, 
So I immediately thought of uh, what are the five best break the wall moments in movies. I think we'll do. Is that all? All of us did movies. I did movies. Yeah. Well, okay. movies. I did as well. TV. Yeah. I so. did all movies. So yeah. yeah, I did all movies as well. Although there were a few TV shows, but they didn't beat the movie ones. I so. had I had one TV reference simply because it's it's a staple. Okay. So uh, go ahead. All right. Who, who wants to go first? I, I hardly ever go first, but I think I do have a couple of different ones from you guys. Um, okay. My, I'll start with the number five. It's a, it's a classic. It's one that everybody knows. Um, you've probably seen it several times when you were a kid growing up, but that's the original Elmer Fudd as he's walking oh. along the forest and he turns to the camera and says, Be very, very <laughs> quiet. I'm hunting a wabbit. <laughs> that is a really, really good one. That is yeah. probably the first one any of us saw. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't even think about that. Yep. So I'm going to go with Elmer Fudd for number five. Um, for number four, I, I, there were several that I wanted to include on this list, but I think you guys were going to include them. I just went with the ones that I really enjoyed. Um, my number four is going to be probably the opening credits from Men in Tights, where where they're they're introducing everything, but to introduce all the names and do the opening credits, they're lighting them up in fire, and the villagers come out, and they're like, every time they film a Robin Hood movie, they burn down our village. <laughs> and then and then all the villagers <laughs> get together, and they're like, leave us alone, Mel Brooks. <laughs> I loved that one. That was, that's my number four. Nice. Um, my number three is going to be, I don't know that they actually address the camera or the viewer directly but they completely break down the fourth wall both figuratively and literally in the movie blazing saddles and for those of you that aren't familiar with the movie blazing saddles um during the end fight scene they literally break through a barroom wall and end up on another movie set while another while something else is being filmed and the cowboys end up fighting with the guys in top hats and they're all dancing and everything. Um, mm-hmm. the, the villain from the movie actually goes to a live screening of the movie that he's in and sits in the movie theater and watches the movie. Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And, and it all just kind of like devolves from, from that moment all the way down to the end of the movie. So that's, that's going to be my number three. My, my number two is going to be Deadpool. Just all all of Deadpool because Deadpool is like a fourth wall break in and of himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had yeah, sure. I, I had to put Deadpool in there somewhere. Deadpool's gonna be number two. But my number one is going to be What the hell am I looking at? When does <laughs> this happen in the movie? Yep. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. It's gonna be the scene from Spaceballs where they view the movie of the, the Spaceballs the movie on their VHS cassette. And I that's I that's probably my favorite scene from the movie. I love I love the movie. It's very funny, very well done. The second time or the third time actually that Mel Brooks appears on my list because he's fantastic at it. But yeah. Spaceballs is my number one. Nice. Yeah, so I think Mel Brooks actually shows up a couple of times. Um not only on your list, but mine as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe Greg's. So, uh, yes, yeah. Yes. So I'll go next. Uh, my number five is from the movie Fight Club, not directed by Mel Brooks, mm. and but it's where 
How would that, how would that even work? Mel Brooks directing a Fight Club movie. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. Um, yeah, where Tyler talks to the the audience, basically, and says how he does things. And um, I just I, – I wish I could have seen that in the theater. Because I did it, see that in the theater. I did see it in the theater born. also. Yeah. Um, great movie. I, I revisit that at least once a year. So – my number four, and this is where it gets pretty difficult for me because it was so high on your list, uh, is Spaceballs. Mm. The when does this happen in the movie? Yeah. Um, so my number three is from Monty Python. Yeah, that was another one I wanted to include. <laughs> yeah, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, they, I, they actually do it a couple of times, but when you're expecting this you know, epic battle to finally come to a head, the police show up. And, mm-hmm. and break it up. Um, I think that's fantastic. Number two is the product placement in Wayne's World. Yep. That was and my number one. one. Yeah. My number one is Robin Hood Men in Tights. Greg, I'm sorry to steal your thunder, but where Carrie Elway says... Yeah, just, just pause for a second. Okay. I've come to warn you that if you do not stop levying these evil taxes, hmm. I shall lead the good people of England in a revolt against you. And why should the people listen to you? Because, unlike some other Robin, I can speak. Absolutely fantastic. As he looks at the camera while he says it. <laughs> yeah, with this, like, just <laughs> grin on his face. Yeah, shitty I was going to say shitty grin. But that's my number one. Nice. Yeah, we, we got some co- some duplicates here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five. This, you know, I, this is one of those things where you, we kind of write the questions. We look at a few different questions, and this was one of those where, like, well, maybe this is going to be too hard. And then I start thinking about it. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I've got ten. Then, yeah, but, it yeah. wasn't so hard. Yeah. So uh, my number five, I'm going to go with Deadpool on that one, and I'm going to pick one specific one, and that's early on when he's like, oh, hello. I know, right? Whose balls do I have to follow to get my own movie? I'm not going to name names, but it rhymes with Pulverine. It's not so much what he says, but it, it's <laughs> – it's not so much that it's the fact that it introduces you into the movie because there are a lot of people at that point that probably had no idea who Deadpool was and they were expecting another Marvel movie. And yeah. that opening was like, wait, cause he's, you know, he's sitting on an overpass, all this crazy violence is going on and he pauses and talks right to you. And that's why that, that specific part during the slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four of course is Wayne's world, which is the, um, yeah, the the product placement thing, which was I loved that part, and it was kind of an introduction to me of product placement in a way. I was a freshman in high school when that movie came out. Uh, number three is Fight Club, specifically uh, Tyler Durden talking about uh, cigarette burns in film when you see a cigarette burn happen, and of course talking about like inserting porn frames into to children's films, and they of course do it for one frame right, right around that time. So I thought that was kind of an interesting way of you know being. Uh, anarchistic and anar- of embracing the anarchy. We'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, number two, somehow uh, it ended up on my list, even though I'm not the world's biggest fan of this movie, but uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. That was one Talk- of the other ones I wanted to include. I was going to give him I'm an honorable him. mention if nobody else did. Yeah. So ta- Ferris I Bueller talking it. to the camera uh, while he's in the shower and kind of talking some stuff. Not my favorite movie. I don't hate it. Just, you know, um, yeah, but that, that one I remember very clearly, probably because again, that was one of the earlier ones I've seen in my life. And of course, number one, yet again, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. As soon as I thought of this question, that's the first one that popped into my head. You mean Prince of Thieves? Menantites, sorry. I wrote Prince of Thieves. I'm a... You uh, Prince of Thieves, you. Oh, you. 
in tights. My bad. Um, but don't get it wrong. Or I will, we'll uh, in order to punish myself for that little mistake, I will listen to Brian Adams tomorrow on the way to work. Oh, you should. So, kind of fits with what I've been listening to recently. I've I've been listening to Peter Cetera of the Glory of Love quite a bit more than I should probably admit in a public forum. So I'm a moil. Yeah. So I think that that covers it, right? I think that does it. I think. It I does. think it does. Okay, so let's let's say our goodbyes. Stop copying me, Rob. We said the same thing like three times tonight. Hey, Blinken. I've, did you say Abe Lincoln? No, I said, hey, Blinken, man. Uh, Blinken. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, right? Yes. Yep. Wow. So, sh- shall we say our goodbyes? Goodbye. That was Rob. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Thanks that was for Jimmy. listening. I'm Greg. Who else? Oh, okay. And don't forget to rate us. Don't forget to follow us. And be ready for probably me just talking about Solo. Solo. Yeah, you're gonna solo that two one. Or the, Jimmy's unhappy with the idea of the solo movie, and Rob is uh, possibly very busy. I so. just don't care. We're gonna try. We're gonna try. I hope it's good. Uh, and we're gonna replace Jimmy with Billy D. Williams. Ooh. Oh, please! That would be awesome. This is the Gimme 5 podcast, where each week we discuss a bunch of stuff. Uh, discuss? <laughs> discuss. Again, don't, don't record drunk. Let's discuss it. Sean Connery. And you can wear our amazing logo by visiting our store at giveme5podcast.threadless.com. Why did you clap? Because I sound like I like hit puberty. Dot com. <laughs> Because I, I hadn't swallowed. <clears throat> That's what she said. Oh, God. That just. No. God. <laughs> That's going to be at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but if you You're would like to. Right. <laughs> oh, God.